If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. I am very excited about today's episode. It's the last time that I remember an episode coming together really nicely mm. is when we did the Michael Peterson episode and yes. the staircase and everything. Just it. Sometimes we really we're stretching to get an episode done because we're trying to grasp at straws for topics and themes and stuff like that. But today's, I think. There's some, there's just synergy with the whole episode. Every segment Mm -hmm. sort of runs into the other one. Just so there's all these poetic themes. It all just works. Yes. Mm. It's so smooth. Yes. But before we get into it, how are we doing today? Feeling great. Yeah. Billy, how are you doing? Eh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm all right. You were over here. (laughs) He's fine, I guess. Well, I guess let's jump right into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is the dark day today, Billy? All right. The dark day, January 27th, back in 13OT. 02. 13-O-T. 13-O-T. Dante is exiled from Florence, Italy. Now, this is big because when he was in his exile, Dante Alighieri wrote his masterpiece, The Divine Comedy. Yes, which many people read in high school. Did you guys read it? I did not. You didn't? Mm -hmm. I read it in Italian in high school. Speak Italian. I cannot speak a damn word, but I took seven years of it. I was going to say, it's kind of like reading... You took seven years and can't say anything? Molto bene. I say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I know how to say, and I take no no Italian. Yes. So you didn't really read it. Some people... I mean, I read it. (laughs) I was going to say, it's like reading A Clockwork Orange, which like none of the words are real words. Monaco. Yeah, Yeah. like look them up. It's kind of like... You know, yeah. yeah. In English, reading a clockwork orange. Oh, I read it. I didn't know what I was reading, mm, exactly. but I read it. Yes. So, you know, so Dante, uh, in the Divine Comedy. It has uh, uh, three kind of uh, parts to it. Yeah. The first part is the one that everybody likes because it's about hell. It's called Dante's Inferno. Classic. And it has he travels through the nine circles of hell. Yep. Starting with limbo, then lust, gluttony, greed, wrath, heresy, violence, fraud, and then finally treachery. The yes. worst. The worst of the worst. Yes. And this is important. We wanted to kind of bring this up because we will be referencing possibly a layer or two of hell, a circle or two of hell during our on the stance. We just wanted mm. to familiar, familiarize you guys with it before we uh, 
went on. Yes, that is exactly right. Mm-hmm. We will be doing that. And that is our, uh, our dark day. And it's going to get a lot darker for everybody as we move into this episode. That is right. But uh, until we go into those layers of hell, circles of hell, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On the Stand Hell Edition. Yes, <laughs> circles for everyone. And aren't we all in our own circle of hell we're, one way or another? All right, we're spiraling down the drain every single day. So we thought, you know, why not talk about it? Um, on this very special Hell Edition of On the Stand, we are going to bring up a topic, person, place, or thing, or idea that is related to a circle of hell and uh, put it on the stand. Yeah. Talk about it. If we're defending it or if we're prosecuting it, and then we'll vote at the end if it's guilty or not guilty. I love that. Alexis, would you like to start us off? I'm going to start us off, Mm -hmm. which isn't a common thing, but Mm. here we go. So my on the stand today relates to the first circle of hell. Which is? Limbo. Limbo. Mm. (laughs) Not for my personality type. So what I'm putting on the stand today... You know, limbo is this uncertainty, you know, yeah. it's, it's, where am I going? Am I going to heaven? Am I going to hell? Like what's happening? Purgatory is another word for yeah. it. Hades, whatever. Lots of different. Um, well, actually purgatory is different in this one. But it's sort of the same yeah, idea. It's, a, yeah, it's the same of, idea. Yes. Okay. You're just waiting to your damnation. That's right. Um, okay. So when someone texts you and they say, we really need to talk. <laughs> okay. Or we need to talk when I get home. Or we have something serious to talk about. Fuck you yeah. for sending that text. Say that when we're together and going to have the talk. Yeah. Don't like bur- scare someone. And it, it's, it's, it, it's associated with games a lot too. Like you see this a lot with like... Gaslighting it's like or a tr- manipulation. It's kind of a trope in like mo- breakups and stuff. It's like we need to talk. It's like it's really actually a really unkind thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um especially if it's going to be bad news and mm-hmm. usually the person can pick up on whether it is. Yeah. So, you know, that's like a personal health for me. It's like uncertainty, especially if there's like an elephant in the room where like we've been fighting a lot or who knows break yeah. up. Yeah. Did they find out about my lie? If it's your friend, like don't, <laughs> don't like, don't do that to people because then our minds race with the possibilities. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That did get a little bit weirdly uh, specific when you just where you just went right there. It's like, hey, um, tell tell our friend that I'm sick and that's why I'm not coming. That mm-hmm. kind of, it's like gotcha. yeah. you just don't ever want to. You never want to get a text saying we need to talk. No, no. If they throw the word serious in there, like we need to have a serious talk, the friendship's over. <laughs> the relationship's mm-hmm. over. This reminds me a little bit of when I got my appendix surgery, in the sense where when I got the news. They gave me the news and they were wheeling me off to the surgery room, like at that moment. And I never even had the chance to think about it, to spiral about it. It was just happening. The news is there and like, mm-hmm. it's happening right now. We're off. We're mm-hmm. off to the races. You can't call anyone. You're not going to get Google yourself. No, at, exactly. Give yourself up. Am I attack? dying? Yeah. Like how often do you die during appendix surgery? Like mm-hmm. there's no spiraling, but like when, but if I got the news and then like, we'll do the surgery six hours from now or in one week or in one week. <laughs> I'm going to be Googling. I'm going to look at all the ways that I am slowly dying. Like you will start spiraling. So I like that. It, it just it, sending a text like that or getting any kind of a news like that, where you are now waiting in this purgatory, it is so painful. Cause you just think the worst. You just think, yes. that, especially if you slant anxious, like someone like me, where it's just like, you're, it really is an unhealthy thing to do. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't, I don't think anyone likes it. 
No. Like seriously, the no. right way to do it is when you see them, make then sure have you, the serious talk and then. say, Hey, I've been wanting to talk to you. Let's do it now. Yes. You know, like give that person, unless you're mad at them, if you hate someone do this, Yeah. if you don't hate yeah. them, don't do it. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to play like a really fucked up game and manipulate your then partner, that's the way to do it. Then yeah, go forth and do that. Um, I agree. I think yes. it's a super fucked up. It's definitely not a healthy no. uh, way to communicate with somebody. Mm-mm. Guilty. 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 To jail. To jail it goes. Banished. Do you want me to go now? Yes. Okay. So my concept for on the stand today has to do with the uh, third circle of hell, which is gluttony. And this is just kind of just an overindulgence of whatever. And what I'm bringing to the stand is when people cry on social media. I think that this is a very self-indulgent, a very narcissistic and was quite honestly bizarre as fuck thing to do if you're in the heat of the moment and you're so upset. So what are your thoughts? I think that crying makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, (laughs) In person, listen, if two people are connecting and having a moment and they're sharing and that doesn't make you uncomfortable. You're in sync with the person you're sharing with. There's an exchange of feelings. Yeah. Like if someone's crying near me and I'm not sure what's going on, I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah. That being said, having it mass broadcast to lots of <laughs> making lots of people uncomfortable. I don't know that like you're alone in your home crying. I don't want people to see me cry. If no. I'm crying, I want to be alone. No. Like you have that freedom. You have that ability. You don't have to show us. And I think that that being said, I think that there's something that's really nice about people being vulnerable on social media retrospectively, maybe. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you went through this hard time and now you feel like you want to share it with like a clear head. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some points to be had with wanting to share your feelings and share with other people that they're not alone because they go through things and things, but it's just, it's again, it's not a, uh, it doesn't seem like it's a natural reaction, but I think in this day and age, it kind of is because people overshare a lot. Maybe for younger generations. I also think the context is really important. Like if it's like a mom talking about, you know, the dangers of drinking and driving and they choke up because they lost a loved oh, one. Of course, yeah. It's different than like, I'm talking about like a breakup. Oh no, I know. <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying like, that's what the differentiation I'm trying to make where it's like, there's times where it's fine. Yeah. But it's, it's these petty things that like it's champagne problem crying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty, okay. guilty, guilty. Yes. Guilty. To jail. Okay. My turn. Now it's my time to shine. <laughs> okay, Billy. <laughs> oh, you tell you go on with your bad self. Now, this is something that I, I've actually used. I use there's a certain ring of hell, a special ring of hell for people that do this. Okay. And I've used this a lot. And it's and I want to put it on the stand now. It's If you see a book or something that you like in a store and think, I can just order that online for cheaper, and then you don't buy it at the store that you actually discovered it in. Okay. That, I believe, is treachery. Okay. You use that store, you use the browsing capacity of that brick-and-mortar store to find whatever you wanted to get, mm-hmm. and then you went to the evil empire and then bought it. I don't like that. I think there's a special ring in hell for people that do that. Okay. Traitor. I'm going to caveat. Um, if you're on vacation, you can't buy heavy stuff. <laughs> Okay. And I've been in that position where it's like, where you found a piece of furniture or something. Or like a book or like something I wanted, but I'm like, I'm not going to buy it. I have to carry it home. And I have a a weight maximum on my bag, which is already at capacity. I've done that before. Okay. All right. Under those circumstances. Vacation. I'm fine with that. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it, you you also want to support a small business, especially mm-hmm. if it's something like that, rather than being like, oh, I can get this on Amazon. He has enough money that Bezos. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about Lucifer himself. By the, by the way, Bezos later. Yeah, Bezos is going to come up a lot in this conversation about Dante's Inferno. So, I mean, he lives in every single circle, basically. Yes, that's right. And uh, yeah, you know, I just think it's something where I love bookstores. I, I want them to stay around for as long as possible, and Absolutely. just the idea of you are using that great you know uh, experience being in a bookstore and finding what you know oh look at this book this book is calling out to me and then being like nah I'll order it online yeah don't like that I agree all right guilty yeah guilty guilty all right unanimous deci- unanimous decisions all around mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I speak better when I'm drinking. I know, you Ugh. do. You get to, you need your your sweet spot. All right, my, my juice. <laughs> your go-go juice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, when we come back, we're diving right into the circles of hell. Mm. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough. And it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop, or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Stodd, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. 
Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to hell. <laughs> Dante's Inferno is the first part of a epic three-part poem, The Divine Comedy, written in the 14th century, and it's considered one of the greats. Yep. Yes. Now, um, the voyage starts on Easter week of uh, the year 1300, and he meets a lot of, uh, and he puts inside these rings a lot of contemporaries it's not only like famous people that we would know but one of the things that he would do is that if he had a beef with somebody he would just put them in there if there was somebody that he I particularly didn't like he would just put them how do in you have there. the power to do that because it was his right book. he was just writing it he was oh. like, uh, yeah. like how does this dante do this magical work because <laughs> like, it's literally his own imagination no i know but like how does it how but like what is the, is he just he just has this ability to do it dante <laughs> He's writing a, no, a, it's okay, a, so it's Dante, a fiction story. Dante yeah, yeah. is, the character in Dante's Inferno is little Dante. Yeah. It's like him when he was younger. That's why so I want to know how character. he's able to do it. Just because. According to his writing. Because Dante, the writer, has written this world. It's basically like J.K. Rowling writing Harry Potter. And why is Harry doing all these things? Right. Yes. <laughs> sure. So- <laughs> but I mean, well, no, the answer I'm looking for is Harry's a wizard. That's how he can fly. Like, is Dante just a guy? No, no, Dante's a guy that's just walking through all those hells. But Dante, the writer, is a guy that actually said, I hate all of these people, and I'm going to put them in all these different places in hell. Yeah, okay. it's basically like a burn book. Yeah. I love that. It him. is. It's like a burn book. That's all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, how's Dante doing this? <laughs> well, like, even his fake magic, I'm just interested. <laughs> All right. So, the thing is that, so he meets his guide. His guide is the Roman poet Virgil. It's yeah. almost like saying, like, All right, I want, you know, Snoop to be my guide. So, Snoop's going to be around. It's like they could do this in so many different cool ways. Um, surprised somebody hasn't really re- remade I this know. yet. I so. know. I know. So, they go to this, they, um, he meets him in a mythical dark wood, and then they start going through. Uh, all of the uh, rings of hell. And there's a lot of torturing in there, a lot of stuff that's really bad. We're not really going to go through a lot of that stuff. But what we are going to do is go through the nine circles of hell and say who we would like to put in there from these days. Yes. Now, the first circle, which is the one that Alexis doesn't like, (laughs) is limbo. No one likes to be in limbo. I'll tell you that right now. No, limbo is not good. So the but it's first, the best of these. Honestly, it is the best worst case scenario. No, yeah. it's you're basically hanging out with Homer and Socrates and Hippocrates and Aristotle, and you guys are just chilling. It's, and ba- it's like the waiting room to hell, and they're all just stuck there forever, just chatting about whatever. Yes. Why don't they get a decision? Well, limbo was supposed to be for people who didn't know Christ. They were, un- they were unbaptized. Mm. Yeah, unbaptized mm-hmm. people. So it's not like you're like a bad person, but you're not good enough for heaven. So you just stay in this little... Mm. Maybe shitty waiting room. Maybe it's a nice coffee shop. Like, I don't know. You're just an ellipses. Yes. Got it. But when we were looking up who we would see there, modern day celebrities, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson came up because mm. atheist. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I thought to pop in there, maybe like a Marilyn Manson would be in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to think Neil deGrasse Tyson would 
I don't know if he'd want it for eternity, but he would love to talk with these guys. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson talking with Aristotle. I mean, that would be a dream for him. So oh, yeah. he'd be he'd be all about that. Yeah. yeah. Limbo. There's probably some like old Hollywood, like there might be like a Monroe in there, mm. you know, because it's like suicide. You know, it's sort of like, is like, what are, are you bad? Or are you good based on, I mean, if we're using heaven and hell, like, yeah. Christian Christian rules. I don't fucking I mean, know. just basically any non-Christian might I'd be, be in, in there. limbo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I yeah, I think we'd all be in limbo for sure. Uh, Billy is. I mean, no. he might end up somewhere worse. What? Billy would end up somewhere worse for somehow. sure. Um, but I guess in the Inferno, Dante was saying that he would kind of like to stay in limbo. Sure. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, I don't want to. Go- that's your only option for sure. All right, so we're gonna move on to lust. Lust. Lust, uh, uh, when Dante was walking through here, he encountered Paris, Cleopatra, Achilles, and Dido, among others. And lust is the final damnation for the lustful and adulterous. And who do we think we'd see there? Well, one that comes to mind, I think Charlie Sheen would be a great example. That's a good one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't he walking around with like, twins and all these girlfriends living with him and he was just being crass and saying horrible things yeah about the, just mm-hmm. you know being disrespectful about it too i think yeah and uh i feel like the most recent example would be like a tristan thompson very uh out in the open kind of a thing or like a tiger woods or something like that um all those men i think would be there clinton clinton could yeah. go in there. Um, JFK could go in there. Mm-hmm, I certainly. mean, you know, a yeah. lot of the presidents and politicians. Uh, Anthony Weiner can go in there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Anthony Weiner's perfect for that lust. Yeah. And do you know what the punishment was for the lustful what? in the Inferno? They cut their dicks off. No. Oh. You were. It, women could be in here too. You can't say. Mm. You know. Yes. So by being cast, you're cast into a perpetual storm. It's like this hot wind cyclone that you're in. Which is, that, is kind of interesting because it's like all these people had gotten into whirlwind. whirlwinds of, of bad press and everything like that, like we we're talking about. So that's right. Dante wow. was ahead of his time. Deep. Ooh. Very deep. What's uh, next? Gluttony. Mm. Mm. All the overindulgence. Mm. And this is what's interesting is in the book, he just encountered ordinary people. Like in the all the other levels or circles of hell, he would be encountering all these like famous philosophers or whatever it is. And this was just normal, everyday people. Yes. And they say, you know, apparently it's supposed to be people who overindulge in not just food, but drink or, or you know, something Shoes, along those lines. clothes, shopping, gambling, I'm sure is, you know, there too. Yes. And the punishment is to wallow in the disgusting mire created by rain and hail and sleet and snow that just keeps on coming down forever. Ew, disgusting slush. I would rather be in the lust, the hot storm. The hot storm. storm Rather than the cold. Okay. Looks like stagecoach for Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And when I hit under your dress. Yes. Um, (laughs) So in this circle, it's like I pretty much think – Basically, everybody in the world right now could be in the gluttonous circle just because of we're all addicted to social media. Yeah. Yes. Like, we're all gluttons for social media. We were talking about it before, like, the Kardashians could maybe go here, or Kanye mm-hmm. or something like that, where there's this just huge, like, overindulgence of everything in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think 
are big influencers. I think are like famous for being famous people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just, it could just go people who over collect people who hoard things, people who are, what is it called? Um, price gouging, price gouging, cyber <gasps> squatters, you know? Oh my God. Those people belong in right here in the third circle. Or they could be- belong in the fourth circle of greed. If we want to get into that one too, Billy, mm-hmm. the fourth circle is greed. Mm. Now this was, uh, they were actually separated the people in greed into two different categories, those who hoarded their possessions and those who lavishly spent. Okay. So who would we put here? Jeff Bezos. Motherfucker. Yeah. Pay I mean, your, he, pay your taxes. he lavishly spends. And lavishly <laughs> hoards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, won't really do much at all with that money to help no, humanity he liter- out. He could literally like solve the universal healthcare problem. He could feed every hungry person in the world. Like yeah. that's, can you imagine not doing those things if you had the money? Yeah. yeah. Like, can you, just well, the change he could amount and what he actually does with the money blows my mind. I mean, I we'll put every billionaire up there because none of them are fucking good. They're all greedy motherfuckers and we'll probably well, throw most would, of the politicians in there too. I, I mean, listen, Bill Gates has given a ton of money. To causes, so we can't, you know. I mean, if every if every billionaire followed what Bill Gates is doing, we'd be we'd be better off. You could give more. <laughs> you could. Well, you know what? I'm also okay with a guy that builds a, if he wants to build a rocket ship. But but what are you doing with all your other billions of dollars? You know, build a rocket ship. That's great, but is it also pay your taxes too? Like fund NASA, fund the people <laughs> who know what they're doing. Like why? He's doing it for profit. He wants to do this for more money. He's not doing it to no, sure, but that's further the human which, understanding, which of is space. fine. And if you're rich enough, yeah, do that. But then, what with all your other money? Why don't you do something good for humanity? You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll say that's all the billionaires. Too selfish. Okay, uh, we're going to go to the fifth circle now. Anger. Mm. Mm. Anger. anger. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got one for anger. Who's that? Wait, do, are you going to describe you anger? Just talk about it. I mean, listen. It's just that uh, they're wrathful and angry souls. They have an eternity battle over on the River Styx. This is what they do. They just spend all their time fighting. As they do. Sounds so tiring. As angry people do. Who do you have for anger? For me, when I think angry celebrity, I think Mel Gibson. Yeah. I feel, I hear angry rants. I hear yelling at police drunk. I hear yelling at Oksana on her, on her answering machine. The mean things. He, like, he, his yelling has gone so public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's good at it. He's scary when he's, he yells. Mm-hmm. He's right there in the fifth circle. I feel like he'd be in there. I put on um, all the Karens of the world. Oh, yeah, Karens. I think they belong in the anger angle, whoa, anger circle of hell. Mm-hmm. Just being little bitches for no reason. Mm. And that's going to take us to the sixth circle, which is heresy. And, you know, it's interesting because our... Uh, uh, you know, America's gotten so secular these days that, like, some people are going to see heresy and not not think that that's that big a deal. But obviously, heresy was a really big deal. It was one of the most biggest deals back then. Why don't you tell everyone what it is? Uh, it's it's putting it. What I say heresy is, in my definition, is always putting yourself above your deity. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, um, you could call it certain things where it's uh, you know going against a a, a rule or a law. But I think um, if if somebody was to ask me, you know, with a gun to my head, what you know, what is heresy? It's putting yourself above that, and that would be like breaking rules too. You would do that because you think you're above it. So that's what I say heresy is. So would you think like would heresy be or somebody committing heresy? Would that be like a cult leader? 
because they think that they're God. Uh, uh, if they're calling themselves, yeah. I mean, listen, who's defining heresy? I mean, that's that's the other thing. Well, too. it's just your so rejection of religious is, yeah. or political norms. Mm-hmm. So I I would imagine heresy would also be like burning an American flag, like. If it's political norms too, just the things you don't do that are like sacred, right? You know, disregarding them. It's like, is it like blasphemy? Do you think it would be like the girl that's made a blunt out of her Bible page? The yeah. worsty. I'm gonna say yes. She's down in the sixth circle of hell. <laughs> that's she is indeed. She is. Yeah, but then who's to say who the actual, you know, the true God is and everything? You know, we're getting into a lot of stickiness here. But if they're, yeah, but if you're like a cri- if what if Christian, they're taking it? This is this is this is based on Christianity. So yes. No, and the flag example would be like, what's the top of that institution? The you know American mm-hmm. government. Sure. Christianity, yeah, or if it's like the flag or Christian, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think for the people that that we've covered on this uh, podcast, Jim Jones, Mm -hmm. uh, who else? Keith Raniere. Keith Raniere. That the girl, the Love Has One cult leader that we talked about recently, that um, Father Yod. (laughs) Father Yod. No, the girl was a different one. Father, I mean Father Yod too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, all those cults. I can't think of the girl when you're talking about, but yeah, she was. Too. She was, they were like a a new wave cult, and she was the one that they found wrapped in Christmas lights, and they had oh, gouged right. her eyes, oh my eyes God. out. Yes, and she course. said that she was all, she was like Marilyn Monroe and Cleopatra and all of these people, and then also God. She's in that lust circle with all of them. She is. Yeah. She, I wonder if you can be in two circles. You like dip your toes in two different ones. Yeah, go on a little tour in the circles. <laughs> a little tootsie dip. That's right. All right. What's the next circle? The next circle is violence. Now, he splits up the violent in this circle as well into uh, outer, middle, and inner rings. Now, yeah, the- at this point, at seventh on, Dante is splitting up these circles into like a bunch of different levels. Yeah. Okay. We start getting complicated. And here's an interesting thing. Remember, we've got nine circles. He puts violence, which we would often put at number one. He puts it at set, at, uh, at number three, basically, as the, yeah. the count Back then, though, goes. I think violence was considered Common more natural. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's what you did to resolve literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> Common, commonplace. Very, I mean, in the 1300s, yeah, super commonplace. Well, the, uh, the outer ring, there was a lot of uh, blood and fire in there, and that was for murderers. And those who are violent against people and property. Yep. Now, ha, Attila the Hun, he put in there. Yep. And he had centaurs guarding this outer ring and shooting its inhabitants with arrows. Mm. The middle ring is where those who died by suicide, and they were actually transformed into trees and fed upon by harpies. Mm. Awful. And then the inner ring, which was burning sand, is where blasphemers should be. And sodomites. Mm. Sodomites go in violence, not okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Hitler should be in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and just throw Hitler in the ring. I think that I mean Stalin can go in there. Pretty much anybody that we've talked about on this podcast is going right into the seventh circle. Yeah. yeah. Some specific people that come to mind are like maybe like a Lori Vallow. Oh yeah. Casey Anthony. Mm-hmm. Whoever killed John Bonet, mm-hmm. those kind of people. Hell yeah, Blast. right, right up there with Hitler. <laughs> right up there with Hitler. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Hitler's pretty much. Yeah, he's, I love that. He's I love there. it. Yeah. No. Oh, okay, well, that's, right. that's what you get. 
Yeah. All so, right, Philly. Yeah, we move on to the eighth circle, which is for fraud. Which is so crazy. But back then, your word, you know what I mean, like was more important than fucking anything because they didn't have electronic signatures or, or like ever sign or whatever. It's yeah. like you couldn't, the, people couldn't even read and write. It's like a handshake. If, you're, if you didn't have your word, yeah. then you had nothing. So right. it kind of makes sense that fraud would go in there. It's like you can't cheat someone's dowry for a marriage <laughs> payment. Like it was like that's how the world worked. And it was like yeah. without it, there would be chaos. That's very true. Mm. So they or they Dante separated this eighth circle of hell into four separate ditches. That's and what right. are those, Billy? All right. So the ditches go into <clears throat> uh, different types of fraud. So first you have seducers. Ooh. That looks like it'd be in lust. <laughs> lust fraud? Or, or panderers. Pander. Then you had flatterers. So like like a white like lie? Like a kiss ass? Yeah, yeah, kiss ass. Yeah. Like someone who's buttering you up for something? Yeah. Wow, that is worse than killing somebody? <laughs> that is fucking yes. wild. yes. It is off-putting when it's done to you. You're like, what the fuck do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. Just get to it. By, yeah. By the way, the punishment for the panders and uh, and seducers, which is the first pit, yeah. is that they run naked in opposite directions as horned demons with whips go them <laughs> on. Oh, my God. That sounds fun. They should make that punishment for the lust people. They'd really enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, no, Yeah, a little... Or, that, or it should be a ride at, a, at Universal or something. What about the know. flatterers? Naked demon chase? <laughs> I'm good. The, I'm good. Maybe at your whacked theme park. Um, um, Billy they, Land. They're filled with, they're filled with stinking filth. Uh, filth. <laughs> the flatterers are. They're filled? Like they make them eat it? Eat it yes. Filth. Yeah, because yes. oh, their mouths are talking. Dirty. It's kind of like washing your mouth out with soap yes. like on shit, a Christmas yep. story. Shit talkers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I like the I like knowing the punishments. Let's keep doing that. Yes. There are those with the who sell ecclesiastical uh preferment. No idea what the fuck that means. Ecclesiastical. So the uh simoniacs are people who would buy or sell uh seats like in government or something like that, like uh, corruption. Oh. That's, that's, they yeah. still do that. Yep. Yeah, that's where those and people they're, belong. They're potentially, they're still going to hell. That's what ecclesiastical <laughs> means? No, that's what simoniac means. That's um, I wanted ecclesiastical. Ecclesiastical is just the church. It's, you know, so it's like... Of relating to... I don't know, we were all talking Christian about. church or clergy. So they're basically like selling... They're like lobbying seats in the yeah, yeah. or they're selling they're so giving selling seats like hey I'll give you the seat of this make you the minister of this you're or that lobbyists <laughs> mm-hmm. you're that you're, nepo- nepotites you're not you're going into a worse circle of hell than than Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yep so what, what according are, to Dante so what according do they get they're sin- they, they um their heads are in stone tubes and flames lick the bottoms of their feet. Oh my god. And then we got glass sor- tube? Then we got sorcerers, false prophets, so astrologers. Astrologers, Miss Cleo? Harry Potter. Yeah, Miss that's Cleo. where she's going. Yes. Miss Cleo is down here. Yes. Let's see. Um they can only see behind and move backwards because they're supposed to see the future. So he was trying to do like Oh wow, that's poetic. Yeah, he's trying to do, you know, it's all about that. Then there's corrupt politicians. Oh. That's where they all belong. I have that yeah. for fraud. I threw some other frauds in here. L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> I like how you're mm-hmm. just jumping right in. Yeah. I mean, 
I feel like we're there. You're not there yet. He still has four more to describe. It's getting. That's okay. I want to talk about celebrities. No, I'm loving this. <laughs> Where do the what happens to the corrupt politicians? So the uh, the sort of corrupted people they are punished by being thrown into a river of boiling pitch and tar. Oh, mm-hmm. but at least it's warm. I would rather a warm damnation than a cold one. Yeah. Then you get hypocrites. Where do they go? They're forced to wear heavy lead robes as they walk around the circumference of a circle. <laughs> it's not so bad. Power walking. I know. And you're in a weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. Sounds warm. Then you get thieves. They're trapped in a self-perpetuating cycle of being bitten and bound by serpents, dragons, and other vengeful reptiles. Yikes. That's what thieves get compared to hypocrites? <laughs> hypocrites power walk with a weighted blanket. <laughs> They're going to get jacked. Yeah. Wow. All right. I know um, where I want to go. I'm going into the eighth circle of thieves. Yeah. Nope. Hypocrites. <laughs> hypocrites. And then you have uh, false counselors or advisors, like people telling you like, uh, you know, what to do. Uh, counselors are fraud. I think they're putting lawyers there. Uh, some Certain lawyers, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Mm, lawyers are doing a duty. Their souls are burned in brilliant flames. Well, that sounds so bad. Seems warm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a diamond commercial. Brilliant flames dance on your fingertips <laughs> as your loved one is on bended knee. <laughs> then there's the uh, sowers of scandal, people that like to, you know, uh, set up the scandal stuff. Uh, like uh, Prez Hilton? Yes, like that, yes. Okay. They are forced, forced to walk. <laughs> Just Jared. That's another one. Just Jared. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Making sure Billy didn't hear, any, hear me. They are forced to walk around the circumference of the circle bearing horrible, disfiguring wounds inflicted upon them by a demon with a great sword. So they're like on the same circle as the hypocrites. Yeah, Uh he's leaning into – yeah, he's leaning into a lot of uh, circle walking, obviously, and a lot of demons. Well, because you're like on a hamster wheel that really – that's bringing the limbo Uh back to the whole conversation, which is a bad bad place to be. And and then there's alchemists, uh, counterfeiters – Impersonators, uh, impersonators uh, those ki- that kind of things. Yeah. So, so all the Elvis impersonators in Vegas are no, because they know that people are. Oh, they know they're not. You know, that's not a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. So endure. They endure different degrees of punishment based on horrible consumptive diseases such as rashes, dropsy, Ugh. leprosy, and consumption. Oh, leper. No. Yes. Yikes. So yes. there you go, Alexis. You want to talk about Elron Hubbard? Yeah, I want... Okay, L. Ron Hubbard goes here for his deceit, his fraud, you know, his false prophetness. Yes. If you're Bertie Madoff in here, biggest Ponzi scheme in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes I threw mm-hmm. in here. That's a good one. Just I mean, found guilty on four counts. Just found guilty. Massive, massive fraud. There mm-hmm. are a lot of people that go into this category. All right. Now we're going to go to the ninth one. What ninth. is the worst thing that Dante could think of? Mm-hmm. And it's betrayal. Mm. Betrayal. Treachery. I agree with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, worse than murder. Well, murder is betrayal. So yeah. it's hard to understand why violence is further down than this. But So again, you have another divided circle. Yep. The first, traitors to family, like Cain, mm-hmm. who murdered his brother. Second is traitors to your uh, nation. Or political traitors. The third is betrayal of hosts who portray their guests. 
And that's what I, I thought this was interesting because he thought that it is worse to like invite somebody into your home and then betray them than it is to mm-hmm. like even betray a family member. Yeah. Well, cause is it because they're like completely vulnerable? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Where you have all the power. It's like your layer. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth round is traitors to their lords, benefactors, masters. And who is sitting in the fourth round? Judas Iscariot. Mm. Okay, yes. I agree with all this. Yes. yes. You'd probably put uh, Benedict Arnold in here, Julius Caesar, any celebrities that might have... And you have Jesse James. <laughs> cheated on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Jude Law. <laughs> Poor Sienna. She never saw it coming. <laughs> Who else? What, people that cheated? Oh, there's so everyone. many. That's betrayal. Every, Pretty everyone. Much every celebrity couple. <laughs> yeah. Throwing yeah. them all in there. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Nice boyfriend. All of them. Okay. boyfriend. Truly. Dump them in. Ninth level. Out you go. All right. So uh, I know that we're going to have a lively debate about this yeah. on the uh, in, uh, on the old Facebook group. I know. Let's do a post. I want everybody to throw in their favorite celebs. In, in what layer? We will what do nine posts. Be in? No, yeah. we'll do, I think we'll do nine posts. Maybe. No. No? Not break it up like that? Nine no. posts? No, one for each level. <laughs> no. Mm. You do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You okay. all those notifications to your phone. That's all you. Nine posts. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Enough of Alexis uh, giving me that look. Breeding. And yes, and we're going to go to listen to the worst things that you've ever done. Whoop. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome to Killing Time, Firsty Worsty, Hell Edition. (laughs) Now, all of you, in thinking you've done the worst thing ever, have been in your own version of hell, one way or another. So we're here to uh, validate your feelings, but also comfort you and let you know that everyone else has probably done worse things than you. And if they haven't, they're lying. So let's start with our first worsty firsty. Hi, guys. Big fan of the show. Thanks for doing what you do every day such a great escape for me to listen to you guys. Anyway, a little background here. I used to work for a doctor who was in complete a-hole. I mean, called me incompetent in front of patients, committed insurance fraud, just not a good person overall. I could go on and on about him. 
but this story isn't really about him. Um, basically, I had a friend of a friend who used to have um, gauge ears, with the big ears, um, and they were stretched out, and he was going through some financial trouble and also needed a new job in which he couldn't have gauged earrings. This was about like 10 years ago or so, so it was a little bit different. I think people are a little more accepting of that nowadays. But anyway, so we were having a couple cocktails one night, and he was mentioning that he was trying to save up money to have a procedure done to get rid of the excess earlobe that your gauges cause over time. I mean, they were probably a couple inches long at this point, so if you were to take the earring out, they would dangle down a few inches. So since I hated my boss and I was going to quit and looking for another job anyway, I told said friend that I could do the procedure for him. So I took a few items from my asshole boss's office and I watched a video online of the procedure and I cut his earlobes and stitched the earlobe back together and they looked pretty good. Um, I was really worried about infection. Um, so I had had antibiotic from a UTI that I never ended up having to take, so I gave that to him. Um, and all of a sudden, um, in the middle of um, the illegal procedure that I did in the office, not in my in the office, but in my apartment at the time was when I where I did the procedure, but. I pretty much had like a full-blown panic attack that I was going to hurt him, but um, it ended up being really good, um, and it was kind of my way of a revenge to get back at the doctor I worked for, um, and I saved my buddy a couple thousand dollars, um, and he's completely fine. They look really, really good now, but it was probably the worst thing I've ever done as far as danger-wise. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, although I don't know how much I really could have hurt him just being cut into the earlobe, but I still think about it from time to time and how stupid it was and, yeah, just something I regret. Love you guys. I wish you were sitting in front of us because I have so many questions. Like, anesthesia? Question mark? Like, how did your friend tolerate? Was it locally numbed or, like, how did... (laughs) They tolerate the you had to snip the earlobes and stitch them back together. First thing. Yes. Second of all, no one should ever practice a procedure or surgery without. Don't do it unless you're a doctor, a surgeon in a in a. It's definitely not a DIY in a kind of a sterile office mm. surgical environment. Yes. Um. Listen, I pierce my own. Like I don't. I don't follow my rules. When I was young, I would do all sorts of crazy shit to myself like that. But. Ballsy, dangerous, dangerous, brazen. There's, let me count the words to describe this. It's also like we're chatting. I don't know if it's the worst thing you've ever done. It might be the most reckless thing you've ever done. It's pretty reckless. And it's not a revenge to your boss. You didn't hurt anyone because your friend likes their ears and 
it was free. So that's a good deed in a way. I <laughs> misheard the beginning when we were first listening to this. And I thought that the revenge was on the person that you were doing the procedure to. And you were going to yeah. fuck it up on purpose. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, that would have been bad. We'd have to report you. Yeah. That, but that's not that's not what happened. Um, also, but, also, but also, infections do happen that can turn in. If you get an infection on your ear... Like can it's close to your brain. It's very close to your brain. Yeah. Like that can cause some damage. That wow. being said though, I hope you pursued like medicine because that's pretty crazy to, I don't have a steady hand like that. I could never do something no, like because that. that. I mean, is, is that you, she would have to make an incision. She'd have to snip, cut the excess yeah. and then stitch and it, then stitch, stitch it, it at the, underneath. Yikes. If you want to call back and tell us how you did that and how it went, I mean, I want to know more. I think we need a follow up. <laughs> Yeah, follow up. We like that. Yeah, this was crazy. That being said, though, ballsy, dangerous, brazen, <laughs> reckless, but not a bad person. Funny, funny also with your the antibiotics from your UTI. I mean, you had us all laughing here. <laughs> I mean, if only could have heard our responses. We were cracking the fuck antibiotics up. or antibiotics. You know, they, you know, penicillin, even if it's expired, works. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Don't throw your expired vi- uh, antibiotics away by the way yeah i think they work they still work if there's an apocalypse you're going to be glad you still mm-hmm. have those don't throw your pills away no i've made that mistake and you're it's also bad for the water mm. to throw them away any medication oh if you like dump them down the drain like it ends up in like the water we drink somehow mm. anyways <laughs> um that just leaves one more part of killing time today <laughs> one more part alexis are you ready for the costanza stanza i am i'm laughing at this poem because it's silly you know, but like George and hell, there are so many, there are only so many mm-hmm. directions you could go. Yeah. So this is called George's Nine Circles of Hell. Circle one, limbo, where George is confused. He paces around neurotically, although slightly amused. Circle two, lust, because his sexual frustration. And it's here where he propositions Satan. Circle three, gluttony, <laughs> perfect for George, because he eats until he becomes engorged. You've used that before. (laughs) Thanks, guys. But only so many things rhyme with George. And as I was saying, circle four agreed because George wants it all. He's entitled. He's a selfish meatball. (laughs) Circle five anger because George emotionally explodes. He hurt people's feelings and meanly unloads. Mm. Circle six heresy because he has no conviction. Godlessness is his true affliction. Oh. Circle seven violence because George lashes out. He throws it. The first punch, but gets knocked out. <laughs> Circle eight, fraud. To this I say, Art Vandelay. <laughs> His tool for when yeah. he wants to betray. <laughs> yep. Circle nine, treachery. The final place will be his new home, which he'll need to embrace. Without loyalty and treating people well, this will be George's special place in hell. Wow, oh, Alexis. Wow. That was great. That was kind of heartfelt. What? It was heartfelt. It was. You know? Maybe it was... Um, a euphemism for something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug, but I ended up connecting to the world around me, a world where each sunset was painted, where I felt adventures pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. 
I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.